Alright, welcome to episode 17 of the High Five Download Podcast. Um, we were supposed to do an episode about Halloween and like the best and worst of Halloween type of thing, but we had to um, cancel that. I was sick. This is our <laughs> next episode. Still we, sick. Still a little bit <laughs> sick. And uh, we have a special guest that we've been trying to get on the show for a while. Um, Demetrio. Uh, I'm not the guest. But no, I'll introduce the guest. <laughs> Demetrio will introduce our, our guest. Our, our guest based. is a uh, Denver-based artist, Karma Lee. Uh, hello. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. Um, so, yeah, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, um, uh, where you're from and where you were born. And No, just kidding. Just, yeah. Uh, my measurements are. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm from Denver, Colorado, basically Front Range, Aurora, Denver, Evergreen. Uh, artist that is a painter currently, started doing graffiti and kind of moved up the artistic ranks from there. So nice. that's mm-hmm. pretty much what I do. I teach art as well with a couple after-school programs and Museo de las Americas. So yeah, it's my passion. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, welcome and thank you for coming. Again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, we'll be releasing this episode you're listening to this right now it is november 2nd day the dia de los muertos and um you use that that's kind of some of your influence in your art right karma talk talk to us a little bit about that uh yeah so day of the dead uh i really started getting more into the culture of it and uh, being influenced by it when i lived in phoenix for a few years Uh, it's really big down there a lot of my friends do a lot of art with skeletons and things so that's kind of where my beginning of my influence came and then moved back to Denver and my best friend Chanks who's also an artist her and I kind of started doing a lot of Dia de los Muertos art stuff whether it was events um, with Chalk Gallery they have a big thing at Olinger Cemetery uh, so yeah I've been trying to use that in my artwork a lot of the stuff that I want to do now is leaving my more kind of playful flat dimension artwork and going into more realistic using photography that my friend does with myself or other people modeling and kind of okay. adding. So like like multi, it, like installation art kind of thing? Like where you mix, or not multi-installation, like mixed media? Uh, just more realistic as opposed okay. to I was doing a lot more illustrative and kind of okay. cartoon-based gotcha. characters. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so kind of going in more of a professional realism direction with gotcha. it. So gotcha. yeah. Cool. Very cool. So our topic today is we're kind of going to uh, tap into Karma's uh, artistic expertise brain and we're going to go <laughs> with top five artists and not just top five artists, top five dead artists. So yep. um, that's our topic and we're going to probably start with, I don't know, we'll, have, we'll start with Dimitro and go in a circle so that you'll have the last say on each number okay. as far as our <laughs> countdown goes. That's, right. that's our new formula yeah. to do it that way. So. That'll work. All right, so I'll just start it off. Um, and I thought that I might have put these in order, but I, I don't think mine are really in any real well, order. Time to pick an so, order. So <laughs> I guess I'll pick one. I'll just start off. Uh, my number five would probably be William Gaines. Uh, as an, I guess, you know, I sort of broadly defined artist in this. Oh, yeah, that's, le- yeah, we need to clarify this, too. Um, when I had said this initially, p- pitched the idea to Demetrio and Karma, I said, we can use artist as a broad term. It could be, yeah. it could also be include a musician or a poet sure, or, sure. you know, a photographer, not right. necessarily just a painter or an illustrator. So, right. so there's oh, the disclaimer. There's the disclaimer. <laughs> and Dang it. I'm going probably way off as far as what, an, what you would define as an artist. That's fine. But um, 
I don't know. I think he was a huge iconoclast. William Gaines was the American publisher and co-editor of EC Comics, and he um. started off with um, horror comics, so, such as Tales from the Dark Side or um, Tales yeah. from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt, sorry. The, the Vault of Horror, mm-hmm. um, Shock Suspense Stories, Weird Science, and Two-Fisted Tales. And uh, eventually became the creator and, co- and co-publisher and editor of Mad Magazine. So that's what... Tells that, calculated to drive you mad. That was what yes, it was before. That's Mad, what it was before yeah. was Mad Magazine. And so he worked on that practically until he passed away, I think. And I don't know. He just, I don't know he's just, he's extremely influential, I think, artistically and historically in terms of, mm, you know, as far as comics go and the the forefront of uh, these types of, like, magazines and comics that, you know, became sort of the staples of, you know, generations, like years of, you know, of kids growing up with, you know, these types of comics. And he fought for these things. He had to fight for, you know, in the 40s when, you know... The, the comics code. The yeah. comics code was being, you know, and he was he was taken to, to court, you know, to, to answer for, you know, like, do you think that your comics causes violence in, in kids? Right, and right. That kind of thing. So, yeah, I just always thought, like, he was just an extremely important person and a uh, pretty good dead artist, I think. Cool. Yeah, I right. think so. artist... Is not have to be the the studious Picasso. right? Like <laughs> my number five was Picasso and then I, Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> exactly. No, I think that's great. Michelangelo. We'll touch on I those think for people honorable don't give comics turtles. as much. <laughs> I mean, older people didn't and, give comic book artists right. as much. Well, and he was a like, writer too. He he wasn't an illustrator. He was uh, just a publisher and a writer. So yeah. Well, what a perfect segue into my number five artist. Uh, born nineteen seventeen, died nineteen ninety four. None other than. Jack Kirby, a.k.a. Uh, Jack okay. King Kirby. Nice. Um, if you're not familiar with Jack Kirby, he, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee basically um, created the Marvel Universe together. All your favorite As we characters. know it, all your favorite characters. Captain America, Fantastic Four, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Groot, the original X-Men, Doctor Doom, the Inhumans, yeah. the Avengers, Silver Surfer, Black Panther, the very first black superhero. Right. All created by Jack Kirby and um, Stan Lee, but... He's kind of the lost. He's the he was the artist behind it. He did right. the actual illustrations. He created Stan, the look for all and the created the look, man. The, the modern some like, would say is more important as far as comic. Book absolutely. Characters go. So I mean, and it's one of those things where Stan Lee gets most of the credit, you know, and and um, in the general mainstream, he Jack Kirby's kind of thought of as like an afterthought. Um, but like his style and his design of all these characters, it's it's the design you see today. They sell his designs on Walmart shirts at Walmart to this day for like eight bucks. So it's like the iconic look of all these superheroes he created. He created the timeless character designs that, you know, exactly. Yeah. So that's my number five, Jack Kirby. We're keeping we're keeping it nerdy over here. And on this um, side of the, the room, it's on this side nerdy. of the room, I feel yeah. be a little more sophisticated on that side of the room where Karma's sitting. So Karma, ha ha. <laughs> yeah. It's not though. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Shit. Never mind. So it was like four or five. One of my favorite uh, artists, no matter what. And I don't know him for his comic book fame. I know him for his Playboy fame. But Jack Cole. Oh, uh, nice. Jake Cole, he did Plastic Man. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, wow. He is amazing. I love his artwork. Uh, he would sign his um, more erotic artwork mm-hmm. that he did, his stuff that he did with Playboy was under Jake Cole. Uh-huh. And it was watercolor illustrations, and they Very were kind of cool. like oh, really yeah, yeah, yeah. voluptuous. I don't know what you're like, talking about, but yeah, I, I think I got an idea. <laughs> you've never looked <laughs> never at seen one. never seen one before, <laughs> just the articles. Um, but yeah, he's great, and he did a lot. I mean, he did a lot of stuff. Uh, I personally found him through pinup art. 
Oh, wow. And his okay. watercolor oh, illustration. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then a... did more research on him throughout the years. And he did. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's Plastic Man. Yeah, there's Plastic a cool. So he created Plastic Man? There's a cool. Um, I don't know if he created him, but he Yeah, was... He, that was his first creation. Okay. He did. I and this is the DC, I don't even know what the I DC know. common character <laughs> Plastic yeah, Man. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And there's a. Um, they re- they did a book uh, a few years back where it was a collection of all his Plastic Man. And I have it. And it's freaking awesome. It's so really great. Yeah. That, that makes sense. It was published by Chip Kid. And it's like really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. This little plastic bound so. collection of all those old classic ones. I'm gonna have to check uh, that out. Yeah, it that's is interesting. Super so cool. he, he had a foot in like these two different worlds of publishing, you know, comics for kids and then Playboy. So that makes sense that he would have to use like an, an alternate name for doing. Yeah, each, I think I he did it's like horror comics too. Back I really? think, yeah, I think so. He also killed himself. Oh man! Oh, he did. Yeah. So that could go on the on our on our next. Could list. yeah, when we get to the low five, <laughs> low five. Yeah, <laughs> I have a couple of those too. Cool. <laughs> So, yeah, cool. That's, that's We're all on the same page, five, man. Right? Yeah, that is all right, I'm going to try and change it up here a little bit. Uh, my number four, I'm going to go with um, one Stanley Kubrick, American film director, um, iconoclast. Um, what else can be said about Stanley Kubrick that I need to say? Um, you know, didn't do, didn't do many movies, but the ones that he did are pretty much all considered classic. 2001, you know, uh, The Shining, um, Lolita, like on and on. Uh, maybe not so much Eyes Wide Shut, but I guess that's a matter of opinion. So, yeah. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's frequently cited as one of the greatest film directors ever. You know, not just American film director, but, you know, um, highly you know, influenced many, many people. Clockwork Orange is another one. Yeah, when we, um, were, when we were in film school, they had the... The little break room was called the Kubrick Cafe, so that's all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was very much, nerds. yeah, <laughs> uh, our school, our film school, was. there were a lot of kids who were uh, very, very much yeah. Kubrick-esque yeah. in their study. Worship uh, at the worship, Yeah, they worship. <laughs> you know, and he was noted for, you know, his realism, dark humor, unique cinematography, excessive set designs, and evocative use of music. Yeah, I thought films. he had some of the best, like, cinematography and, like, Right. You start off as a photographer for Life magazine, so that oh, might that have been where, where it came yeah. from, you know. Yeah, I remember so. it was pretty, there's a lot of dark space, like really highly contrasted mm-hmm. as far as colors and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big so. big fan of like rule of thirds, which is, you know, de- which is when you see like into a room and you see just, you know, the whole like depth of the room itself. I see right. a lot of that into his, in his movies where you can like, you know, it's a, sh- it's a shot that will show basically the entire room, the, the, the ceiling, the floor, and it looks like it's a really long room. Really, it's probably just like the a shining, basically. <laughs> the shining, yeah. Every shot in the shining, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, isn't it like kind of like when they go into the milk bar in a Clockwork Orange? Yeah, yep, like that's that. yep, I love that. Exactly. Oh, yeah, Clockwork yeah. Orange. Too. Love mm-hmm. that movie. Stop starts off, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Stanley Kubrick, that's a cool number. Great, four. great little artist, I guess. You know, all right. I could kind of build off with that, build off of that with my number four. Um, my number four artist, uh, born in 1929, died in 2012. And I don't know if his, the name's not that familiar, but when I tell you what he did, uh, you'll know all about it. His name is Ralph McQuarrie, mm-hmm. and he's basically that's the, an awesome one. He's a concept artist, and he basically was the Star Wars concept artist. He mm-hmm. came up with the look of Star Wars, basically. Mm. Yep. George Lucas had the script for this sci-fi um, serial adventure mm-hmm. that he wanted to have made, and he needed someone to visualize. He it. commissioned, yeah, he commissioned Ralph McQuarrie to basically draw make these huge paintings of you know of scenes in this mm-hmm. script or whatever to help get this project made yeah and he went to fox to you know that's here's really my proposal they right. saw that they saw the look of these drawings and and, yeah. and there's a good argument to be made that like 
it's the drawings that sold the movie. That's the reason yeah. they got made. The, the yeah. script they read the script and they were like, "What is yeah, this? this is you know, cheesy. yeah, this is yeah, yeah Wookiees so. and shit. What is this? <laughs> yeah." But exactly. they saw Ralph McQuarrie's art and they were like, "We're gonna do this live." And that's yeah, so like he basically he created the look of Darth Vader, mm-hmm. Chewbacca, R two D two, C three P, all these iconic characters. Mm-hmm. He created that look, yeah. you know, and so. And he also did, apparently he did the concept art for E.T. as well. Yep, yep. And Cocoon, he won an Academy Award for that. And um, oh, I didn't know that. the original Battlestar Galactica. So, like, those iconic, <laughs> the, the Cylons or whatever, yeah, he designed he, those. Which too. look like kind of Darth Vader yeah, and Stormtroopers, yeah, yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, you know, very Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, like, awesome uh, sci-fi, you know, painter and artist. But, I mean, he's pretty much re- responsible for why Star Wars looks as cool as mm-hmm. it does, or it did. Yeah, yeah. all the everything creatures, the ships, and that's what Did they he said. Do even the landscapes as well. Landscapes yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all the stuff, like the two suns on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. That was his. That was his art in the yeah. beginning. You know, yeah, so all rad. that stuff. So yeah, yeah go- I didn't know go- his name. Listeners, Google it. <laughs> Take Ralph a look. Macquarie. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, well, mine Good is one. not uh, movie based, but okay. she was really a big part of Hollywood. Uh, Lempika, she's a art deco artist from the 20s. Awesome. And she did a lot. I mean, she's for a female, a lot of females that were any kind of creative back in the day were a little scandalous in their sexual proclivities and <laughs> the way that they partied and who they were with. You mm-hmm. know, she was bisexual, and um, but she was really famous within dignitaries, had her paint their portraits and Hollywood stars and things like that. So awesome. Um, they. Uh, basically, like sh- the stars of Hollywood referred to her as the Baroness with the brush. And oh, wow. um, I love her artwork. I love art decos. I love like the Roaring Twenties, like that whole era. Mm-hmm. So she just very much her art is very much an embodiment of that style. Wow. So really cool. Uh, kind of cubism is kind of the influence okay. in her work, okay. and then going into art deco. I've probably seen her paintings. I'm just not familiar with her name. Yeah, That's she did. There's I like a um, Google it right now, listeners. Like, uh, <laughs> green car with like a very 1920s looking woman mm-hmm. driving it that's Limpica and mm-hmm. there's also like a blonde curly haired lady that's like very art deco style with like a green dress mm. that, those are like the two okay. you see them in the random the most popular paintings yeah, yeah. as far yeah. as like what people recognize sure sure so yeah. um yeah she actually lived till 1980 which I was oh, pretty shocked awesome. so cool. I think living that kind of a wild lifestyle is a pretty long life <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you figure like oh, I was actually cut off like you know at some point <laughs> yeah, yeah so. everyone, on, everyone on my list lived pretty long so I'm like cool man I guess there's some type of thing about just being an artist and being free and not having to fucking deal with some bullshit and making your own rules man you live a long time I don't know yeah, well there's a lot of artists that are dead and died tragically young too so. <laughs> as you <we'll> learn <laughs> soon well she got rid of I mean she basically didn't raise her kid she left her kid with like the dad and the grandma and like went off and partied in oh. Paris and you know like, Hollywood did and stuff her thing, so that probably that helped was, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's interesting so that wasn't like obviously like you know, she's like, I need to be an artist. And I need this is what I need to do, and not be, you know, a traditional mother and yeah. you know, wife or whatever. Yeah, so, totally. That's an interesting story. Yeah. Radical. I want to read a book about her or something. So sounds yeah, really I'm, cool. Why haven't they yeah, done a biopic yet? Maybe I know. Like, where's the movie at? Come yeah. on, that's why I haven't heard of her. Female. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You don't sell at the box office. <laughs> right. Somebody get on that. Excellent. That's awesome. So that was number four? Yeah. All right. Four. We're at number yeah. three. Number three. Okay. So my number three is another filmmaker uh, by the name of Buster Keaton. Oh, nice. A silent filmmaker uh, from the early days of cinema. 
Uh, a lot of people know of his movies, of course. I don't really think I have to go into too much description about who he was and who he is. Um, he was just a, you know, he had a trademark with physical, physical comedy. Um, he was constantly stoic, like in his acting, his face, in his, you know, his deadpan expressions. He had the nickname The Great Stone Face. Um, highly influential with a lot of um, physical comedians yeah. or, I guess, physical acts of comedy, like your Jackie Chan, who I guess has said that that was like his biggest influence because um, Buster Keaton would have these amazing stunts. The very famous where he's hanging films. from the the clock. That's not Buster Keaton. That's um, oh, never mind. Floyd, <laughs> William Floyd or something. I might be getting that oh, name wrong, but it's something right, Floyd wow. or Floyd something. Uh, Buster Keaton did the famous one where the house. Oh, the house fall. The, yeah. yeah, the front of the house falls, and he's standing right where the window, so he doesn't yeah, get crushed. Yeah. yeah. And also, um, his probably one of his biggest movies is called The General, where he's on a train, and he does a lot of um, amazing stunts. And he did these stunts on his own, and he would do them like once and – and Harold, Lloyd, like Harold Lloyd. Harold Lloyd. That's, that's it. it. Nice. That was the guy hanging Got it. Me. See, teamwork. So um, like he was like Dr. Pepper, Charlie Chaplin's Coke, Buster Keaton's Pepsi. Yeah, I would. Mm. I don't know. I would yeah. go. I would go. Pep. I would go Coke with uh, Buster Keaton. All right. Actually. Okay. You know, Charlie Chaplin's Pepsi. Let's right. do that. Let's do that. I like right. Buster Keaton a lot more than Charlie Chaplin. I, All right. I appreciate both, but but I think Buster Keaton's higher up there. He's funny. He was funnier and. Some of his stunts were are still amazing to this day. So definitely right. check out. Uh, I'm gonna have to Google that. I'm all who. Yeah. This? Yeah. I know his name. I just mm-hmm. never watched anything. You so. might have seen something like you know, like in a clip somewhere. I'm sure, especially probably the, the house thing where yeah. the front of the house fell down and he was standing where the window is, so it falls. He it falls directly around him. Familiar. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it was it's been used a lot in in movies. So, um, yeah, that's my number three. Buster number three. Keaton. Sweet. <laughs> All right, my number three, I'm kind of sticking with my whole sci-fi thing where I'm kind of on this list so far, and I'm going to go with H.R. Giger, the Swiss surrealist nice. painter that That's designed the alien. That's a really good one. That's what he's most right. famous for. That's what I wish I had on my list. That's a good one. Yeah, and, um, you know, did a lot of al- album covers as well. Mm-hmm. Um Like uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer's Brain Salad Surgery. That's one of his famous ones. Whenever I'm... Record crate digging. <laughs> I buy that album every time. The album itself, I really don't give a crap about, but just to have that awesome. Just to frame yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> just to have another copy of that. Like, Nice. It's like a piece of art, really. It is. You know? It is so. a piece of art, yeah. You're and right. he did like a cool Debbie Harry album cover too, Danzig oh, 3, How yeah. the Gods Kill. Yeah. Huh. But he also, I mean, he's probably most famous for just designing design the alien. The alien from, yeah, from Alien. Yeah. And apparently aliens. in Switzerland, he, they're like, there's a couple of these HR Giger themed bars where the whole bar is like yeah, designed like you're straight up awesome. chilling in the alien movie drinking right. cocktails yeah. and whatnot yeah. so very that's, cool that's my number three good one that's a good one yeah that's a good one I want to go to those hotels <laughs> yeah and he just died in 2014 so yeah that's right he did pass away recently yeah, yeah. crazy uh, number three so uh, Caravaggio you guys mm-hmm. familiar with Caravaggio mm-hmm. it's like I really love his work a lot he's really gory dark his life story is really crazy too which kind of makes his artwork that much more interesting yeah uh he <clears throat> committed murder he liked mm-hmm. to fight he liked to drink uh he ran from a lot of the cities in italy that he was living in because he liked to fight so much <laughs> um there's like mystery around how he died um, there's been movies made about mm-hmm. him but i love <clears throat> the way that he uses chiaroscura like dark and light it's very Yep. Very high contrast um, influence Rembrandt and some other artists mm-hmm. later in life. And, uh, oh, cool. I'm, I'm looking at his paintings right now. <laughs> yeah, he's really dark. Um, Googling I would as say we speak. check out um, my favorites are um, the Judith beheading, um, I don't even know how to say it, Hol- Holofernes. 
It's a Greek name, I think. Sure. Um, <laughs> but it's enough. like yeah, this, I see that right yeah, there. Yeah, like the with the knife, mm-hmm. like the sword, it's like and like pretty super real. And she just kinda. looks like, oh, this is what I do. Yeah. I chop yeah. people's heads off, and mm-hmm. uh, but his paintings, there's a lot like that, but there's also a lot that are very religious, mm-hmm. um, but still really dark because they were kind of trying at like a point in time where they're trying to change the direction of like Christianity and. Churches hired him for these paintings. So, like, another one was the inspiration of St. Matthew I really like, and it's in a basilica or chapel or uh-huh. something. Was it, like, they were trying to change it to, like, sort of show, like, the more realistic side? Or was it, like, like we want to, like, shock people now? People are... I don't know. Because, like, people were... I think that they were moving away from, like, the traditional, like, uh, classic like paintings mm-hmm. of the style, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe like, you know, the rebirth of Venus, things like that. Oh, right, right. Like, like, Bot- like Botticelli style. Yeah. Like, okay. and I think going a little bit, I don't know how they used art to direct people with yeah. religion, but mm-hmm. somehow they did it. Yeah. And yeah. it was really gory and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so. amazing, it's interesting. Amazing yeah, it's really interesting how, <laughs> how much religious art is really pretty graphic and gory, you know? <laughs> and naked. And yeah, it's pretty <laughs> insane, you know? It is. It, it's almost like, yeah, I don't know what the you know what the motivation is behind that, but it's interesting as hell, you know. Oh. Yeah, and I th- yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I I wonder too because like you see <laughs> things and it's like it's almost like satanic, but it's supposed to be Christian. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. Maybe it's like fear tactics, you know. It's like, yeah, it's you better what it is, get yeah. with God or this is gonna happen. Yeah, to you, you yeah. Know? yeah, but I dig that. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my number three. That's Carlo an excellent Gio. one. Excellent one. All right, so I'm going to stick here with <coughs> my movie theme. Uh, and my number two is none other than uh, born Lee Jun Fan on November 27, 1940. Uh, later, changed his name to Bruce Lee. Nice. And uh, again, once again, I feel like I'm kind of picking these sort of, uh, you know. We could we, we might be able to hit on his son in the lo Oh, cool. Too. Nice. I don't know. Nice. That just crossed my mind and, right well, now. And he died under kind of mysterious circumstances yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. yeah. Um, and again, you know, what else can be said? You know, Hong Kong American actor, filmmaker, producer. Icon, um, really. Icon, philosopher, um, um, taught martial arts, uh, created his own martial art, you know, in the process. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, icon, you know, the first uh, non-white martial arts star, action star, really. Um, when Enter the Dragon came out, it was the first action movie to make, to be a blockbuster that didn't star a white American actor. So... Yeah, right on. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I mean, Bruce Lee is awesome. Bruce Lee. What can we say? <laughs> <laughs> My number two is kind of a standard, I would say, too. And it, it's funny, I was just randomly looking on Facebook and someone posted a, a painting, randomly, I don't know why, of Salvador Dali, like, it was like this stretched skull getting stretched across, and I was like, man, he is awesome, I'm putting mm-hmm. him on my list. So, nice. number two, Salvador Dali. Um, Cool. <coughs> Going with the surrealism, you know. I don't know. I just really dig the surreal, the surrealism, and um, man, he had a sick OG hipster mustache too. Man. <laughs> like <laughs> that thing was out of control. Yeah, yeah. And as for as like surreal and weird as his art, I feel like his life was just as weird. Yeah. Like oh, why haven't they done that? The, the story too, wasn't the story know? like his. He had an older brother or a twin brother or something like that who died early in like as a baby or something. And then they, they, his parents would dress him up like his brother and call him by his brother's name Whoa. for like wow. the first, like, <laughs> I don't know, 10 years been. of his life wow. or something really. Yeah. So that screwed with his head a little that bit. And, some yeah. Things. yeah. Hope yeah. maybe explain some things. Yeah. yeah. But I remember um, in New York seeing the, his like most famous painting, the persistence of memory. 
Is that in the real life, the clocks, melting clocks. Melting clocks. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's crazy. In real life, that thing is like this big. It's tiny. It is tiny. It's, it's tiny, yeah. smaller than like a, an album cover, you mm-hmm. know? So it, and it's like. For such a m- popular painting. Yeah, yeah, and like the detail and such something that small, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, that's it. It's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I the two paintings, pieces of artwork that I've seen of his. I like brought tears to my eyes. I first saw him awesome. in Philly. Yeah. By accident. Turned around and was like, Ugh. oh, you're like, oh, dolly. yeah, he's definitely like one of my top 10 favorite artists yeah. of all time. Yeah. And he's but. one of those people like I, I mean, he's always been like, so just as long as I can remember, like such an iconic artist. And I didn't even realize that he. I don't know. There was, a, a, you know, died in 1989. I thought he was yeah. way older. He lived, I he thought, was, yeah, everything was, I don't know. No, like, yeah, that's what's crazy about him, too, is that he lived through such a long time that he was, he's attached to people and places of different time periods. Like, yeah, you know, born the, in the, 1904. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the 30s and the, the 40s. 1900s, mm-hmm. The 50s, you know, you know like, he, he met the Beatles and he did, you know, he did all these things. You know? Yeah, and he was, like, integral in making, like, that whole surrealism movement yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. So, I was yeah. Like, Big time. Just being like that guy. And if you're like, oh, I'm hanging out with Andy Warhol and yeah. Salvador Dali. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. just weird. They need to make a movie of that, too. That would be a good biopic. Yeah. Speaking of movies, he I don't know if you guys have seen this, but you should check it out. There's a Salvador Dali, Walt Disney movie. That's right. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and it's been a long time since I watched it. But um, that's something to check out. Uh, yeah, I've heard about that, too. Yeah, and so. Wasn't it like... I'll get on that right now. Disney commissioned right, him right to, to do a movie that was going to like... Kind of like bring Disney to South America or something, Maybe like that bring was, the brand yeah, and like know. this was supposed to be like the bridge, and so he hired Dali to like do some like designs and stuff. And it's like, whoa! Yeah, <laughs> of fan, all the people, not fantastic, all the artists, right? No. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. I wish, yeah, somebody had just reposted it on Facebook, and I'd forgotten about yeah. it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Again, forgetting the names, some terrible yeah, names. I'm gonna look it up right now. That's why I had to write my list. The, that's why Chris <laughs> has got the iPad. Destino. Yeah, yes, I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Short film released 2003, so they came out later. They must have released they, it they, after he yeah. finished it or something. Yeah, because I think it was like stuck in the vault for a long time, and it was always like a like an urban legend. Like, there's a Dolly Disney cartoon. I think and like, it's what? so weird and like, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people, mm-hmm. for being so progressive, quote-unquote America, like we get really weirded out by stuff too easy, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, oh, I can't watch that. Right, like, what? well, yeah, it's like... For, it's the, the you associate it, like, Disney with kids and like... Yeah, it's, it's like the not fear vanilla. of like, what could this influence? Like, what is this? You know, and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all fear, so... Cool, so all right. That brings us to Karma's number two. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. My number two, this is the 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 studio, like the bourgeois, because it's uh, Adolf Bougereau. Uh I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. I said Birth of Venus. That's his fa- one name. of his famous paintings. So it has like the beautiful, mm-hmm. Ru- um, mm-hmm. you know, just like that uh, voluptuous woman yeah. You know, classical period mm-hmm. kind of artwork. I love his work. He's amazing as far as realism goes. I think he's just, I've seen his stuff in museums before up close, and it's just mind blowing. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. it looks great in print. It looks great on the internet. It looks right. great in real life. Yeah. And they're huge. And oh, okay. I just think of people who live back when he did. Um, just yeah, remember. they're fantastic. Yeah, with I like mean, everyone, yeah, knows Birth of Venus. That's like the the signature painting. But yeah, all of his other stuff. Yeah, yeah like dying in 1905. He died in, ni- in 1905. So like, oh wow, you don't have <laughs> photography or like you mm-hmm. just the dedication to actually like sit in the studio with a model and like work mm-hmm. to yeah. create these um, pieces of artwork. And they just the way he like has women posture and he does a lot of things with cupids and kind of right. very realistic, but. Um, 
mythical or like, you know, like a Greek kind mm-hmm. of mythology stuff. I just really love it. I think it's just Excellent. beautiful. I love it. And uh, iconic, yeah. Just yeah, awesome. iconic. He's, He's just... Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I was going to say, like, did he... Okay, so I, I was mistaken. What is his, the birth of Venus that he did? Was that different? Is that the one with the shell and then the one in the, with the shells in the background? No, that one's Botticelli. Okay, that's Botticelli. That's Botticelli. Okay. 1400s. 14, yeah, so I was like, okay, well, then you said, like, he died in 1902. I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, he did? And so, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna Google this for you real quick so you're on the same <laughs> wavelength as Chris and I here. Because, yeah, uh, my, as far as, like, art goes, I, yeah, sometimes a little... This is well, that's why we have uh, iPads now. Okay, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's a great painting. She's showing me the painting of it right now, and... Everyone should Google this yeah. if they get a chance. Adolf Bougereau, and I always have to let Google tell me how to spell the name. I can never remember it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's great. I love him. There's many more. I've seen his stuff. So Awesome. So does that influence your, your painting when you uh, – do you, do you tr- does that like – In my you? brain, I wish okay. I could be that amazing for sure. Well, that, no, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, obviously, like, people – I mean, I'm not saying that you have to, like, you know, your art has to match his – but, you know, your art is, is as great as, as, as you make it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like you have to live up to his standard. Right. But it, you can have influences and try to, you know, I his influences can, you know, or he, his standards can influence yours. And then, therefore, yes. you, know, you come the up with something. The answer is yes. Okay. Because <laughs> all the people that I picked, because, um, like, Dali is one of my favorites, but his artwork itself doesn't influence how I paint. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think he's an amazing painter. Yeah. And gotcha. I just love yeah. what he does. Right. But all the people that I've picked so far on my list have had some sort of like influence in the like what's inspired me. So yeah. Okay. Yes. The answer okay. is yes. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> cool. cool. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much, I don't know. I kind of feel like all of our podcasts, you know, our lists kind of define us, you know, they mm-hmm. are what, you know, they're our list. They're our mm-hmm. top five. So, you know, <laughs> if it's something you do, that's it's, yeah. you know, we well, are our influences, I think, you know? Yeah. Fantastic. So all we're right. at number one, number one. So my number one, and it's actually like an actual, I guess you call him an artist on this one, on this list. Um, the American singer, songwriter, musician, Jeff Buckley. All right. Um, yeah. So he uh, he only came out with one. He worked in like the early 90s, I guess is when he was like mostly uh, active, uh, early to mid 90s. He only came out with one studio album called Grace in I think 1994. And uh, this could also go on our next list. He died Kind of mysteriously, but tragically, of course, at a young age. Um, I think he was only I think he was only thirty. Uh, he went for a swim in the um, oh god, it was the Wolf, Wolf River. Well, it was it was called the Wolf River, which oh, okay. I guess is like a, a you know a tributary of Mississippi or something. I don't know. Um, but he wasn't he wasn't drunk. He wasn't stoned. He wasn't high. He wasn't depressed. He just went for a swim one night and just never came back. And so it's just you know just kind of a huge, amazingly tragic because. He had such promise. Um, his song, he did a song on his album, uh, which was a cover of a Leonard Cohen song called Hallelujah. And I think Jeff Buckley's version is now the mo- version that is mostly covered. His arrangement of it is the mostly covered of, uh, of that song. So is he a country singer? No, he was just like, it was kind of ro- like, I guess you could call it today. It would be called like alt rock or something. But uh, definitely, I think a little of his time. Rolling Stone uh, considered him one of the greatest uh, singers of all time. He had an amazing, like, Demi know, loves him. falsetto voice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, he's, he's come up a lot in my list. A couple of other lists. <laughs> a couple <laughs> of lists. People probably, try, probably figured out who my number one was going to be by this time. Uh, but, yeah, if you haven't listened to his music, uh, definitely give it a listen. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. My, uh, my number one... Uh, this artist was born in 1904 and died in 1991, 
And we all know him. We're all familiar with his work. His name is Theodore Seuss Giesel, also <laughs> known as Dr. Seuss. Yeah, that's a great thing. So um, <laughs> I'm just thinking of something like that. I mean, his art's kind of surreal, too. It's just so strange and cool. And we all, I don't know, we just all grew up reading it. And, you know, and he wrote the books and illustrated them as well. Um, he made your childhood magical. He made your child, yeah. I mean, <laughs> totally. I mean these these iconic books that I am now reading to my two year old son. You know, and, it's and like, your son will read them to his son. Yeah, exactly, or exactly. Yurtle <laughs> so, the turtle. Exactly, Yurtle you know, the turtle. There's a locket in my pocket. That's <laughs> Maceo's favorite. I don't know why, um, but yeah, like, I mean, and I, it's one of those things I don't really feel like they've ever. I mean, the animated Grinch movie is probably the closest they've come to, like, capturing what his books are actually like to read and the feeling behind right, it and everything. And like, you know, like, some of the box, big bo- big box office movies just don't really have it right. But, um, I don't know, he's he's just influential, iconic, and that's who I just decided. I'm, like, my number one illustrator. <laughs> and there's He did other artwork, too. I have this mm-hmm. cool book called, like, The Secret Art of Dr. Seuss and just all these bizarre, like abstract animals and paintings yeah. and stuff that he did other than his children's right. illustrations and children's did, books did he do that like he wrote. artwork for like Esquire or Vanity yeah, Fair or something like that? Illustrations yeah, illustrations for magazines yeah. like that, periodicals had, and stuff. And am, am I right in saying he had like erotic art too? Probably. Um, probably. That was part of it. That was like the weird probably, thing was like yeah. he had his own like little weird Hi. I would, I would guess, yeah. Why not? I mean, well, yeah, yeah no, I think his, that his secret art stuff was pretty weird. There was a little, there was more adult oriented stuff. Sure. It wasn't just like Green eggs and ham, mm-hmm. you know. Well, they have a museum. <coughs> Excuse me. They have a museum for him in Laguna Beach. I popped in. It's, I didn't get to see all of it because I it was closing when I went. Uh-huh. But they have a museum and like some of his artwork in there. It's pretty rad. Nice. That's it's awesome. real life. That'd be really it, cool to yeah, see. It's really cool. But yeah, um, he sold um, six hundred million copies of his books and worldwide, and they've been adapted in twenty different languages. Yep. And I just wonder how, like, the rhyming ones, like, <laughs> how did they translate that, dude, or do they just leave it as these made-up words and whatnot? No, I, I got picked Korean. up a Spanish one, and, and they have adjusted it a little bit to fit Spanish. But I also, because it was one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Yeah. Forgive me, I don't speak Spanish fluently, so I can't remember how it went. But it was, <laughs> but I was reading it, and it Piso, was right. <laughs> that fish. <laughs> yeah, it was like piscado, piscado. Yeah, so it was. It was interesting, or no, and the cat in the hat. It was they yeah. do hmm. have it translated, but cool. I couldn't answer for like, yeah, right. You know, That's Arabic or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But like the made-up words, I wonder what they do for that. I don't know. Maybe they just leave them. Yeah. 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 Anyways, nice. cool. My number, number one, one. Back All right. to Seuss. All right. Karma. I like that. So my number one um, is J.C. Leyendecker. He's uh, most notably known for doing 322 covers for the Saturday Evening Post. So uh, he was huh. uh, one of, you know, golden era of illustration. Love, like, uh, Gil Elvgren, pinup artist, was part uh-huh. of that. Norman Rockwell, like... Um, yeah, when you think of Saturday Evening Post, your my mind automatically goes to Norman Rockwell because I don't know any better. Yeah, but and he was about two decades prior to, so wow. he kind of really paved okay. the way. Um, but awesome. he, if you look at his artwork and like go through some of his older stuff, because mm-hmm. he did, I mean, tons of different uh, clients. So it was really that advertising illustration, which I really, really love a lot because it really kind of influenced a lot of our traditions and uh, what what oh, we yeah. recognize cool. visually with Very certain cool. things so mm-hmm. like santa claus and you know like oh, okay like, like like the coca-cola version of santa exactly claus exactly is what we have in did that he do and that he redid a, oh, okay. a version of it but 
the Coke one came out like in 1800s or something, something whenever like Coke late, late started. 1800s, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but he just, it, it, the way that he paints his style, it's super loose. Like he looked like, you could tell that he has fun painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that he uses color and light and shadow mm-hmm. and his composition, like everything about his artwork to me is phenomenal. Yeah. Cause he paints images, animals, you mm-hmm. know, he could paint like this microphone and it would look right. superb and just, but artistic and yeah. you could see brush strokes. And I just nice. love, like I'm. Yeah, like, I like completely admire this man like so much. Like if I got to pick one person to sit down right. and talk to, it would be him yeah, for sure. I, I like I like that kind of art too, where you see, like you said, you see the brush strokes, you see the work that the mm-hmm. person did. Like there's a comic artist named Jay Lee who does a lot with like ink, and he'll put like he'll use like a razor blade or an exacto knife to make markings in the ink in his illustrations, and it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, I like that kind of like it's almost like a raw style or something. Yeah, yeah. and you can just I like you can feel like Vincent Van Gogh is another artist. You can really mm-hmm. feel his like feel yeah, him in his see, artwork because yeah. you can see the mm-hmm. way that he was moving when he's painting. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, he's absolutely one of my favorite painters ever. So yeah. uh, this is probably just like my ignorance talking too, but I, th- I feel like he's he's sort of like a lost kind of you know artist because like I said, when you think of Saturday Evening Post, your mind already automatically goes to Rockwell. Uh, maybe. And so it's like for the do people, people don't. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think which what I am, which um, is what I am. And so because a lot of people don't really know who this guy is, and so I it's think because like, what was Norman Rockwell he was, the precursor. was um, Norman Rockwell was what magazine? I thought it was a Saturday Evening Post. Was, was it, it Saturday Evening Post yeah. as well? Yeah, I'm terrible. I'm I like I'm Norman Rockwell, sure. but I'm, I'm like, not. I'm like 85 percent super sure. into American yeah. art, so yeah. I never really got into it. That's but. fine. Um, That's even better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like just the basic, like, dur, dur, yeah, 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 yeah. Your basic American you're apple apple pie. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not my jam, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so interesting. I'll have to, cool. I, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, no, I feel like that's something that's that's interesting. That he was the precursor, and he's the one that kind of set the standard. And then you know, Norman Rockwell came along, and yeah, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of like just different artists that. Um, you know, did things for everything from like mm-hmm. boots, cigarettes, shoe ties, cereal. Sure. So like yeah. before photography like was really early mainstream. Advertisement yeah, stuff. I just yeah. Lo- I just love the way because there was a lot put into it. You see things on like the old murals you see on the sides mm-hmm. of buildings where it's yeah. like, you know, five cents. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, those are excellent. You know, kind of elf on uh, mm-hmm. like Muka inspired as well. Who's another famous? Yeah, um, I, kinda, I cool. just kind of feel advertising. Like, yeah, advertising back then, illustration. It was less disposable than it kind of is today. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I, and I like that we've. Kind of, I don't know if it's just influence of when we've been, where we, when we grew up, but you know, we have a lot of illustrators and commercial artists in our uh, in our lists here. Mm-hmm. You know, not mm-hmm. you know, not just someone that did fine art and died never made a penny or anything. So, right. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Cool. So it's cool. It's yeah. been really cool. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to bring us kind of our segue to our low five. Um, we we were kind of we were kind of struggling to come up with yeah. a, we were juggling a with topic. We juggled. We, yeah, we had about like seven different things, and we <laughs> kind of we finally ended up settling on sticking with death. <laughs> and we decided so to make go a little, with a little fun. Yeah, we, you know we didn't want to like do worst dead artists because you know they're that's, dead. That's, that's mean. mean. Yeah, 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 exactly. We want to do something. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, number five, go. <laughs> so worst, um, worst dead artist. Andy yeah. Warhol. Oh, go wow. on. Damn. Oh yeah, that, re- that reminds us. We never got into any honorable mentions. Do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, I think that would be that would have been the Salvador Dali for sure. Um, I know. I feel like everybody like expects me to be like they're like oh Karma and like Dia de los Muertos like yeah, Frida yeah, Kahlo yeah. and yeah, like yeah yeah yeah. 
I'm more a fan of Frida Kahlo and her story. Yeah. And not so much like her, her artwork. Yeah. Like her life like, is amazing. Yeah. But yeah. her artwork, I'm not like, oh my gosh, that's phenomenal. Like, mm-hmm. I get why it was created, but her story behind all of it is more intriguing to me. So. Cool. But yeah, Dolly, any honorable mentions? Uh, I had one when we were talking, and I've forgotten. Oh, so. Okay, I had like Maurice, <laughs> Maurice Sendak, you know, the, mm. the oh, wild things like that. Kind of going with my, yeah. but I'm like, I, I can only have one kids illustrator on my like uh, list here. And then like the photographer, he's like Man Ray. He was like a photographer, yep. and he did also uh, he was contemporary of Dolly too. Yeah, and it, his picture, he did photography, but he also like manipulated them too, yeah. like painted on them and stuff. Yeah. He was kind of one of the first. Man to Ray's kinda, amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing do some like. Uh, mixed media-ish kind of thing. Yeah. Like, manipulate his f- photographs, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Nice. Um, yeah, very cool style, though, kind of, like, uh, modern, mechanical, and I don't know. Very cool. Google Man Ray photography as well. Okay, so our low five is um, <laughs> five uh, weird, strange, tragic Hollywood deaths. Yeah, celebrity Actors, deaths. Celebrity deaths. Yeah, so, celebrity deaths. Because you know. not all not all of mine are Hollywood. Yeah, not Hollywood. <laughs> I'm sorry, celebrity. Let's celebrity. take it back. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'll start it off right here. We'll keep get going um, with someone who's not from Hollywood, but I do have others on my list that are um, James Otis Jr., who was a lawyer in Colonial Massachusetts. He was the guy who coined the phrase um, taxation without representation. An actual quote was, uh, you know, taxation without representation is tyranny. So this guy was loudmouthed, and you know he was a big proponent of you know the revolution and all the American Revolution, um, and he always liked to talk about. He always liked to boast that he would die spectacularly, and so he would tell people like, "Yeah, I'm going to die like either on the battlefield or I'm going to die, you know, holding the flag, you know, up top a hill or something." And he told a lot of people that he was going to die, and he wrote it down that he was going to die being struck by lightning, and so in May on May 23rd, 1783. While standing outside of his house, he was outside the house. I think it was on his porch or something. Um, a lightning bolt struck his house, went down the chimney, and there were, I think, four people inside the house who all survived. They, they felt the lightning blast, but he somehow was killed by this lightning bolt that aimed for him and just dry, he just dropped dead right there. <laughs> wow. And then. That's it's just kind of random. weird. Yeah, and he predicted awesome. this and it happened. <laughs> so, wow, that is weird. Yeah. That's um, weird. mine's not super weird. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going with Andy Kaufman who died at age 35 of lung cancer. But the th- the thing that is th- that puts it on the list is you know he d- had all these weird gimmicks and pranks yeah. that he did. Like so, people didn't believe he was really sick. Thought he was faking his own death. Thought right. he did fake his own death. Right. And so I don't know. He I was kind of feel th- like he was kind of the be- the birth of like this whole. Maybe he's not really dead, faking your death type of thing, you know. Well, it was kind of like his his, his humor and his, and his. I don't. Know, I mean, it was dark, kind of dark humor, was, anyway. Yeah, but I think yeah. like that he Very was self like, That was like the tragedy of like when he actually did die. So many people were like, "Oh, he's a prankster," you know. And I think he's like that's what kind of he was sort of like the precursor to all that kind of like you know the, the prankster, you know, um, saying things that we see like with like Jackass or yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Um, that kind of like performance. Baron performance Cohen, Sacha Baron Cohen, yeah. yeah. That kind Playing of, that all kind those of, different characters. Yeah, yeah that kind yeah. of like performance art or acting that you see. But I think, yeah, he was like almost a, a victim of that yeah. when he finally, when he actually did die. Yeah. And people were like, oh, Jokes. he's Jokes bullshitting. him. Yeah. And then it was like, well, yeah. Like people And people, I think, still think today that he's he's alive. And it's kind of sad. But yeah, that was my number five. Yeah. Andy Kaufman. It was weird. Yeah. Um, mine is Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> I just, 
it like totally bummed me out when I heard about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, well, I just think like the irony of like, like all you know, of the crazy things that he did, like. Sure. He's like, yeah. oh, we're going to go out in this water here. Right. Like, however, you know, it was like accident, like, bam. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and it, wasn't even, times, and it like, wasn't even an alligator that killed him. He's yeah. Like, a stingray man. Yep. in the chest, like hundreds of times. And yeah, yeah there's just, I just think the irony of it, like, or not, I don't even know if that's irony, but just, it was just interesting that that's how he went. The when fact he did that, yeah. All these other crazy mm-hmm. animal things. Yeah, and he, put it, he put his life on the line so many times, yeah. I guess. And like. Know, yeah. And it was. I mean, if I'm standing in front of a Nobody crocodile. Nobody was really surprised, I right. guess, when it happened. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But it was still tragic. Yeah. You know, yeah. Nobody wanted him to die. But so. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, Steve Irwin died. And everyone assumed, of course, oh, he got eaten by a crocodile or whatever. But yep. It was funny. When I when I lived in New Jersey and worked for the NBA, there, um, the, the maintenance man of the building, he had like a shrine to Steve Irwin <laughs> on his door, <laughs> man. Mark from Hearts, man. He had like this. <laughs> he like had a shrine to him, man. That's he creepy. was so bummed. He was like. <laughs> And it, this guy was a little bit crazy, so yeah, I would guess. Yeah, I wasn't that bummed. <laughs> I think he said something about Steve Irwin being a true American too. So really, yeah. So wow, and he was a little crazy. And you guys hired this guy. <laughs> I didn't hire him. <laughs> Background check, man. I didn't hire him, man. But yeah, he had a real to him on his door. Oh, that's good. Good old Mark from Hearts, dude. Awesome. All right, well, I'm gonna go with my number four. We're gonna go with a, a Hollywood, one of those Hollywood stories, uh, tragic Hollywood stories. Um, Lupe Velez, the Mexican American actress. Uh, very popular actress in Hollywood in like the late 20s and throughout the 30s. Um, she co-starred with like big time actors such as like Douglas Fairbanks and Gary Cooper and even did a movie with Laurel and Hardy. Um, she also worked with directors like D.W. Griffith and um, Cecil B. DeMille. Um, she was romantically linked to Gary Cooper. She married the original Tarzan, Jerry J- Johnny Westmuller, which I think is how you say his last name. Uh, he's probably like the most famously known as the most famous Tarzan ever on screen. He he did the original Yell. That was him. Um, she was married to him for a, a short time. Anyway, so she was kind of one of those actresses who was depressed a lot. Um, and one night she decided to end her life by taking a bunch of pills. But she reconsidered and went to the rush went to the bathroom to actually make herself throw up, so she could throw up the pills and just I don't know go on with her life. And the story goes, she either slipped or passed out, hit her head on the toilet, and drowned in the the actual toilet. And that's where her maid found her the next day. (laughs) So gross. And she died. And she died as, you know, she was a drowning victim. And that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's how it it ended for Lupe. That is sad and weird. Sad, (laughs) yeah. The fact that she actually tried to, like, she reconsidered and then she ended up going out that way anyway. So it was definitely her time, I think. But, uh, yeah, just a... You know, she, and you know, I think it was kind of interesting that she was she was this really popular actress, and one of the probably the first. Uh, and she, they didn't bother to hide or change her story. I mean, she was her Mexican heritage was a part of her her story, and also the way um, I think part of like some of the roles that she got to. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, just an interesting story about this person, which I think what a no sad ending. Story. Yeah, but this is a very sad ending. So well, yeah. well, I got another sad ending for my number four. I'm gonna go with uh, David Carradine. Kill oh, that's that's my number four. Too. Yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> let's talk so about it. Guys, just talk I mean, about it. Yeah, just go for auto it. Auto erotic asphyxiation in yeah. the Bangkok Hotel, right? which is also yeah. ironic. Well, that's I, yeah. well, if you're gonna do that, if yeah. you're gonna do that there and die, win in Bangkok. Win right? in yeah. Bangkok. Yeah. <laughs> Right and like found he was like wearing fishnets and a woman's wig too. You know, and it's so weird because he was like he, having this comeback because he had just done Kill Bill. I yeah, know. and he was like kind of had just <clears> such like a tough guy like mm-hmm. yeah. persona and yeah. like you know take no shit attitude and then mm-hmm. like. 
that's why he was on my list. Because A, I just thought it was hilarious that he died in Bangkok yeah. with auto-erotic <laughs> asphyxiation. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, just that he, you know, I just think it's so funny. It <laughs> it's so terrible. It, it is. But because yeah. that's what sucks and that's why he's on the list is like, we're yeah. like, yeah, you were so good and you were Bill and you were, you know, yeah. this Kung Fu Kung guy. Fu and guy, here we yeah. are like giggling about how he died. Yeah. yeah. In a like studio. Weird, yeah. Whatever, whatever you're into, you, whatever you're into, that's fine. But no totally. one wants to be like, do we all have s- a partner in like, a safe word, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nobody wants to be or like, found you know, that way. Like, yeah, I think solo. We, everyone jokes about the ultimate tragedy is like, okay, like if I die, you know, erase my search history on my web, you know, on my, on my yeah. browser or whatever. And but this is like, okay, this is you're living your search history when they yeah. find you. Like this is okay. This is who he yeah, was. You can't this erase is what, it. This is what yep. he did, and this yep. is what he liked. So can't erase it, man. Bam. But, I know. You know. Crazy. That's a good one. You guys, I like. Yeah, I, look, right. I looked at that one. And I was yeah. like, wow, that was a trip. Yeah, when that you heard was about crazy. That, like, oh, he died of a heart attack or something. Like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> he was into some freaky, freaky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Well, yeah. So that was my number four as well. Yeah. Poor Bill. Kill Bill and Yeah, Bill. Kill. <laughs> All right. So that was your oh, – so back to me. Yeah. All right. My number four. Three. Or three. Number sorry, three. Sorry. Number three is a little – also a little little tragic. It's uh, Brittany Murphy. Oh, yeah. The actress. Uh, was in Clueless and 8 Mile and a bunch of other movies. Um, and I picked her because of the, the strangeness of the fact that she – of what she died of. Which was, I guess, a combination of pneumonia and anemia, anemia, um, and I guess it also they they said like it was she was taking so basically she was taking a combination of this medicine for her pneumonia and blood medicine and I guess that mixture plus I guess they found mold in her house, but the strange thing is is that her husband died three months later of the same exact thing pneumonia and anemia, anemia. So, yeah. yeah, that, that is, is weird. weird. So just a weird story. Like everybody thought like, oh, maybe her husband had something to do with her death. Like maybe they were doing drugs. Was it no drug overdose? Nothing to do with that. It was just this weird, strange mixture. And then her husband dies of the exact same thing. They were both like, I think in their early thirties maybe. And just a very strange story. That's really so, odd. Yeah. Yeah. Just a weird, strange story. That's, that's it. And that's what they died of. And it was confirmed by, you know, autopsy and everything. And it's just... Accidental, I guess. Accidental death, but also caused by illness. Yeah, so that is weird. Strange, strange. Something thing. going on. I wouldn't buy that house, dude. I don't yeah, know. no, I was, yeah. I was yeah. like, there's something yeah, in that, like, that, that mold like said, thing. Yeah. Like yeah. The mold there was the mold that they found the house, and that contributed to it. But it was, like, just this weird and mixture of, like, I all these things. I wouldn't get prescriptions from that doctor either. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't even abusing Or any the, Hollywood they doctor, yeah, for that matter. Exactly. Because that's, you know, I think that's how... Uh, Heath Ledger died. He was abusing his subscription, his prescription, subscription. <laughs> he was abusing his prescription medicine, uh, but that's that wasn't the case with these two. Yeah, yeah a strange that story. Is weird. Weird Hollywood deaths. All right, All right, number three. Yes. All right. I don't really know this actress, but I was googling around, and it was <laughs> it was just an interesting and sad, weird. So apparently, in the 1930s, 1932, there was an actress named Peg Antwistle, mm. and mm-hmm. um, she died by committing suicide. She was a struggling actress, wasn't yep. getting the roles that she wanted to do. Yeah, she's she uh, died <laughs> by jumping off of the top of the H in the oh, Hollywood yeah. sign. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, she knew Betty Davis, and Betty Davis was very disturbed by that. And I think Betty Davis like started a, a fund or something. Yeah, and it, in it her says name. like if she was officially. Multiple pelvis fractures was her cause of death, <laughs> which that sounds painful. And it's like she left a note that said, "Like I should yeah. have done this a long time ago. It would have saved me a yot yeah. of pain." But well, I like, don't know. That sounds like a painful way to go. Yeah, <laughs> multiple hip fractures. Yeah, 
But yeah. I mean, like, that's making a statement. Like, mm-hmm. going, Hollywood killed me, basically. Yeah, and yeah. And I'm going to go you're jump off, going off the that. H of Hollywood. So you're making, definitely making a statement. Yeah. yeah. And the I mean, that's statement. quite a hike, too, to get up to that. Like, she didn't well, even change climb. her mind. And, and, the, to, and yeah. the climate, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, at what that point, that's like determination. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely, you have purpose sticking to it. Yeah, exactly. If only Lupe Velez had to walk up there, she probably changed her mind. She probably would have changed her mind, but she would have like fallen anyway or something, or something would have happened. Like the rock. H would have fallen on her or something. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the final it yeah, it would have happened. Yeah. So that, that was my number three. Yeah, I've, I read that story too. That's a creepy one. Crazy. Um, my next one is really sad. Uh, okay. The day the music died. Oh yeah, Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, and the Big Bopper. So yeah. a tie. You got a tie yeah. for number two, or is this number three? It's three. All right, three. so that's yeah. a tie. Oh, is that one? <laughs> three for three. Three All for right. three. Hey. <laughs> way to go. Yeah, that was yeah. I um. Oh wait, number two, number three. No, we're doing three. Three. Yeah. Three. Okay. Um. So yeah, I just. Uh, that was really sad. Was. I just think like they were all at the height of their careers, mm-hmm. you know. Even or, seeing, or just like, coming, I mean, they, or like yeah. just coming into like being like who they being really who they were. Like, yeah, because I Buckley still staff. listen to their their songs even now, course, you know. And yeah. um, you know, of course, like seeing the movie La Bamba, oh, like yeah. that scene, and like Richie, Richie, and like and he like just all of it. I was, I, I rewatched it today because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I mean, was, it's so sad. It's so tra- it's one of those tragedies. You know what's going to happen at the end. And, it's <laughs> and it's like, still it, just heartbreaking. Yeah, it yeah, it's heartbreaking because like, it's about the family. You know, yeah. you, you understand like what the family went through and to go through something like that is was I totally and like the struggle of like, um, yeah, exactly. You know, like the, m- the like, Mexican it's culture exactly. just in general and just American like culture. seeing that like, you know, kind of building up right. and then just to get his song out there, mm-hmm. you know, like he wanted to do this. Oh, I mean, and like Same her thing, dad like was Holly. all prejudiced against him, even though right. he's like a yeah. the coolest kid in school, playing you know, playing rock and roll. She, Donna's she, dad, yeah, Donna's, Donna's fucking dad. Donna's yeah. dad. Yeah, and so the interesting thing that I learned about when I was uh, just like kind of like going over some mm-hmm. different stuff about this because I want I couldn't big, remember big the, bopper the year. Also, and Buddy Holly, yeah, Big Bopper, Chantilly Lace, mm-hmm. and Buddy Holly. I love Buddy yeah, Holly. Buddy Holly man. Um, but I guess uh, the Big Bopper's wife was pregnant. Oh, and wow. uh, she found out just like everybody else through. Uh, she found it on te- found out from television, oh, man. like how they heard on the radio. Yeah, yeah. So um, she baby. ended up having <laughs> <laughs> she ended up having a miscarriage six oh, months later, wow. Fuck. and so she contributed it to psychological worse worse damage. Yeah, totally. Oh, and so, um, but the the silver lining <laughs> is uh, that. Not they ch- they changed the way they notified victims' families. They oh. w- that's when they started waiting to notify them first before, right, before any before public the, the, source or be, anything yeah, like that. Yeah, the media got a hold of it. Yeah, so that was like the silver lining right, on that it. story. Wow. So that's why they what do a, that now. Wow. That's <laughs> what a cost, but yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah. But yeah, even worse. How's that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So much. And who was the guy who traded places? Oh, I wrote was that it down. A, it was. Um, they flipped the coin in the, the movie. Coin, I don't know if that really it happened. Was, but it was but the musician. No, and they it say was, that um, he really did. Um, Jennings? No. Something else. I don't know what his like music name was. Yeah, I can't. But, uh, oh, gosh. I'm, I'm blanking on it. But Waylon Jennings was Wh- the other guy. Waylon Jennings, right? He, no, he wasn't the one on the coin. Oh, okay. Box, so, yeah, they, they, they flipped the coin. Wow. And, Thank and you, Richie Google. Richie won. Wikipedia. I'm going to just change my number two now just because of that, actually. Okay. So go, go well, with your number right. two, Dave. Well, my number two is another rocker. Uh, I'm going to go with the rocker, too. Um, not around the same time, a little later, but Bobby Fuller, um, the guy who wrote and uh, came out with the song I Fought the Law. Oh, yeah. His most famous song. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did Love's Made a Fool of You. 
Um, he died mysteriously and strangely. He was found in his car. His car was outside of his garage, and he was covered in gasoline, and he had weird marks on his body, like someone had either like punched him with something or struck him with like maybe a hammer or something. But the police ruled it a suicide. Yeah, and I, it was I, like, I heard about how this. Could, like, like he meant to light himself on fire or something, but never got around to it because maybe he suffocated because of the fumes of the gasoline. But he was outside, and his car windows were oh, and the car was a convertible. So there's no way that you would like you know you think you're like committing suicide in your car. You're gonna park it in the garage and roll all the windows up. This guy was outside of the car, and then and I guess there's like the the police botched the whole crime scene. They threw things away, and his family like later learned on later learned later on that he had a. Uh, yeah, there was all these missing evidence and all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was ruled a suicide. But uh, there was a lot of foul play, I guess, that might have been involved. Just a really strange ending to this guy's life. Yeah, that life. is weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, I read something about that, too, and they said, you know, like, people people say suspect it was some type of crime. Like, they were going to set the whole thing on fire. And right, they were going to cover the evidence. Yeah, yeah cover but, it, but I guess, yeah. like, they thought, like, maybe, I guess now it's thought of that the, the fire didn't take, and so they just <coughs> ran because there were dogs barking. That they were, and that, so that's what interrupted them, setting them on fire. They couldn't get the fire to take it. So, yeah, they were trying to cover up a robbery, but nothing was stolen. And so maybe he was killed for some other reason, but no one knows why. He didn't really have any enemies. He wasn't married. He wasn't didn't have a girlfriend at the time. It's just it's a strange, strange story. Wow. Yeah. Fought the law. I'm going <laughs> to go with the... Uh, my number two, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to change it right now. I'm going to go with Cliff Burton of Metallica because that, that story <laughs> reminded me of that because if you listen to this show, you know that I love, like, behind the music and stuff and whatever. So, like, according to um, Kirk Hammett of Behind the Music, it was a sim- similar situation. It was like a coin toss. They were fighting over who was going to sleep in this bunk on the tour bus or whatever, and uh, they pulled a card. They drew cards or whatever, and Cliff Burton pulled Ace of Spades, and like, <laughs> boom, I got it, I win. And then, Cliff, Ace of Spades. yeah, and then Kirk Hammett's like, oh wait, well fuck it, I'll go sleep in the shitty one or whatever. So, but then that night they got into a bus wreck, like in the middle of the night, and Cliff Burton was thrown out the window, mm-hmm. crushed by the bus, and died. Yeah. So, and it was came down to this, it was like the coin toss, the coin yeah. toss, yeah. yeah. But it was the a, Ace of Spades, a, yeah, the Ace of Spades, man. Yeah. That kind Terrible. of stuff is crazy. Yeah, it that, is like, really crazy. Sort of like this guy's life is saved, and he's like, yeah. coin just toss, by I want it. Just a shitty car. Yeah, Chance. He pulled the just, two. It all comes down to, yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. So, yeah, that's my number two then, nice. on the fly. Well, on the fly, nice, on the fly. My number right. two Super is uh, Edgar Allan Poe's death. Mm, that's he's a good one. He's an old celebrity, but he's oh, yeah. Yeah. another no, That's classic celebrity. Um, yeah, so a uh, couple different interesting things about his, like, Story. So I love Edgar Allan Poe, and some of the things that I've read about him is that, you know, a lot of people have the idea that he was a drunk and mm-hmm. this, but that was not Drug really true. Yeah, so I, apparently it wasn't really true. He mm. had an, a rival enemy who took uh, oh. charge of his uh, obituary when he passed really? and basically tarnished his name. Wow. So, um, so they... Like, they think that it was, he was just sick when he died, but they think there's all these theories. It could have been rabies. It could have been syphilis. Mm -hmm. Um, But another big theory, which I think is kind of interesting for the time period, is uh, they called it cooping. And they would basically get uh, people really, really drunk or drugged up, throw them in a room, change their clothes, and make them go poll at different places for political candidates. They would, like, have them... Um, yeah, this happened back in the day. That's why, like, all of our politics, it's like, I've come on, never heard all of this shady before. stuff happened yeah. you know, back in the day, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, we, yeah, we think that shady stuff goes on today, but cooping? Yeah, cooping. It was called cooping? cooping, and that's what they would do is they'd go around and, like, they'd hire, like, thugs to go get people drunk and, like, make them comply <laughs> with 
changing and going and pulling at different locations. <laughs> and so they would just like get, do this to them, and then they, they would, for yeah. the purpose of hey, vote for this guy. So that so they to get wow. More so votes. I thought you were gonna yep. say like wow, they made him like you know like go out and like you know sell his body or something like something sinister like but that then, but to go do like polling. Yeah, so because he was, was found like in the park, right? Or yeah, it was like on a park bench, yeah. and he is in Balt- Baltimore. So, Baltimore, like, some people yeah. think that that's not plausible because he was a recognizable person. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's there's just never really been any kind Weird. of conclusive decision <laughs> on how he died, and the, also that his you know his family was very adamant that he wasn't sure. you know a drug a addict or and something. right like right, all yeah. the things that everybody said that he was yeah, well because technically because his, his writing his rival. Yeah. Uh-huh wrote his obituary wow. and made him See? appear. Uh, I, yeah. So yeah, I love Edgar Allan Poe and I, I learned something new on this podcast every single time we do it. And that's amazing. Like mm-hmm. the Edgar Allan Poe thing. I didn't know he had a rival that did that. And then the coping, cupping, cooping, 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 yeah, like, like Koopa. Yeah. Cooping. Wow. I'm going to like read about that as soon as I get <laughs> home. Cool. Cooping. Yeah. That just sounds so, amazing to me. Yeah. That's that is a weird. Numero dos. Weird death. For Crazy. Sure. Yep. All right. Our number one weird death. My Demi. number one weird death. Um, this story has stuck with me for a long time when I first learned about it. Uh, it's Jim Sullivan, who not probably no one knows. Uh, he's a He was a folk singer in like the mid-70s. He came out with two albums. One was released posthumously, I think. Um and the this he just is a weird thing. He basically disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, he drove into I think he was in New Mexico. He drove into the desert and left his car, left all his belongings, and just disappeared. And a lot of people think you know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there about like you know aliens and mm-hmm. these kinds of things. His music is all about driving through the desert and UFOs and aliens. So that's the weird thing about it is wow. that he he wrote the he wrote music about like you know aliens coming down and then or driving off in the desert real kind of existential stuff, and this is how he basically, who knows you know who knows what happened to him. No, I mean, it'd be a, there's no a trace. brilliant way to fake your stuff and get your yeah music. But it noticed. didn't happen that way though because he was his his album had already come out and there was there's no fanfare. It, was, it didn't sell at all, um, and he was he was traveling to a gig. And I guess, like, he stayed at a hotel uh, or a motel in New Mexico, and um, he left that morning, and he was in fine shape, good good spirits, I guess. And his car was found later, and everybody thought, like, well, maybe it was, like, you know, a robbery or something like that. All this stuff was found. There was no note. Um, someone, I guess, like, had seen, had driven by his car and had actually seen him get out of the car and was, like, looking around and stuff and maybe taking pictures or something, but... No one knows. His body was never found, and no trace of him was ever found. So, Crazy. But this is the things that he, like, wrote about in his music. And so, yeah, I guess you could say, like, <laughs> it was a publicity stunt gone one, wrong. Man. That is a good one. But it's just a weird, like, okay, kind of, like, reminds me of something like X-Files or Lost or yeah, something. This is a true. show, TV show, Lost. Yeah, like, make a TV show about yeah, this, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just an X-Files episode. Yeah. yeah. He was a loving father, so it's kind of strange that he would, you know, just, he didn't drink. He didn't do, do drugs. Um, <laughs> That's really weird. And yeah. just, who knows? Who knows what happened? So yeah. Huh. All right, I'm gonna go with the uh, singer songwriters dying in the desert too. I'm gonna oh, go with Graham, cool. Par- Graham Parsons. <laughs> uh, he was a singer songwriter in the '70s. Um, and uh, um, he went and, or he died of a drug and morphine. Wait, a morphine and alcohol overdose in 1973 okay. in Joshua Tree, California, oh, yeah, out yeah. there. And um, so like, did they like move his body? Yeah, or yeah, something? yeah. This is the part <laughs> that gets crazy. So like, he was his body was supposed to his like. It was like a, a relative wanted to fly his body back to uh, Louisiana and have him buried in Louisiana right. so that he could, like, 
prove that he's family and stake claim to like some of his yeah, money and shit. Yeah. But like he his wishes were to be cremated and have his ashes spread in Joshua, Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree, yeah. So like his friends like heisted they they stole his body from LAX, I guess. <laughs> took it out to the <laughs> desert, poured gasoline inside the coffin and like lit him on lit fire. Lit on fire, yeah. yeah and then wow. made an effigy basically. Yeah, yeah. And that but like got caught and like he didn't even get properly cremated or whatever. <laughs> so and then but the irony is there w- they didn't get charged with anything because um, there's no law against stealing a dead body in Los <laughs> Angeles, apparently. So they were like... At the fi- time. Yeah, at the, at the time, yeah. So they were only fined $75 for stealing the coffin and were not prosecuted <laughs> for leaving body. 35 pounds of his charred remains in the desert. So Well, Crazy. he got his wish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, he those are wish. some down homies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah, they right. had no money in this. They had no money in it. You know? <laughs> right, or stake. I mean, yeah, really, exactly. I mean, like, they took the risk, too. It's like, you know, this, so. is our, this is our man. This is what he wanted. Yeah. So we're going to do it. That's tight. So, yeah. <laughs> That's my number one. That's crazy. I that hope I have one. those kinds of friends. Right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, my number one, uh, Bombshell, 60s, uh, Jane Mansfield. Mm. Yeah, I uh, thought about putting that on mine, too. I learned about her because I love Mariska Haggerty because of Law & Order oh, SVU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, who was her daughter? Who was, her daughter, who mm-hmm. was in the car crash yep. that killed her mom and two other seat. people. Yeah. They were the back so, seat, yeah. whenever I, when I read about that, because I, I worked graveyard shifts at a hotel, so I Googled a lot of random stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. But when I was looking up stuff on Mariska Haggerty, that's how I found out about it. And it was, like, mm-hmm. really sad to just know, oh, like, yeah. um, just – you know, they basically, for anybody who doesn't know, is they were driving from Mississippi to was Louisiana? Louisiana, yeah, Louisiana, Louisiana. Louisiana. and mm-hmm. uh, at night, and they didn't see a truck in front of them, and basically the entire front half of the car was sheared off. And it went under the truck, I think. Yeah, yeah it went under went, the they truck, it, and yeah. the the kids in the back lived, and she was one of them. Uh, but another thing that happened, silver lining from this death, is like they call it a Mansfield bar now. That has to be on all trucks. It's like yeah. a the traffic safety. I just yeah, learned yeah. that today when like looking at yep. the dates and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, or dot bars. What I they think call she was it. driving to like a party in her honor too, or something. Yeah, it was like a newscast or something. Yeah, in the, morning, the, the or? Susie and the Banshee. Yeah, they were coming from a party. To, they were coming from a party to do like a newscast. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Susie and the Banshee song "Kiss Them for Me" is about. That. Oh, it's that, crazy that. how much she looks like. Uh, I mean, how much Mariska looks like her mom too. Totally, like, it, like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and it was like falsely reported that she was decapitated. Yeah, but I guess that didn't happen. It was just her wig yep. came off, obviously. Yeah, like in the and so like when the press came you know, got a hold of it, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And it made the story, of course, more you know, yeah. mild, even more yeah, sinister, and gross, yeah, and yeah, yeah, tragic. Which, right, oh, yeah. I mean, it's still just tragic papers. just to think right. like, yeah. uh, and she was really young. You know, she was really young. Yeah. She was yeah, super mega star. And like, I think they said like in her mid thirties. I, I think I read somewhere that like Mariska says she has no memory of the, the right. Event I think they were asleep know. too yeah. when it happened, and so they but never still, even how tragic and just yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I've always had like, those, like admiration for Mariska because yeah. she's been through the gamut of stuff too, and no just shit. like that, adding yeah. to that was like, wow, what the yeah. heck? So Crazy. that's my yeah. tragic. I was kind of went that's more of the one. tragic because oh, yeah. I feel that's like a lot of weird, you know, deaths were like heroin, yeah, yeah, <laughs> drugs, <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. I'm like, that's not that weird. Yeah. So right, right. Yeah, like, oh, you died, of <laughs> like, course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that was that. So cool. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big one. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Nice cool. And uh, as our tradition on our show, uh, we have if we have a guest, we ask him to. Give us a topic for our next uh, show. So uh, do you have anything for us? 
Yes. Uh, I would like to hear the top five best horror holiday movies. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah, because that's good because well, we that's didn't a get topic. a chance to do our Halloween episode. Yeah. So yeah, that'll, that'll be, be a good makeup Thank for you. that. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Speaking of that, did you know I'm that excited. Mariska Hargitay is in an episode of Freddy's Nightmares, the Freddy really? TV show? Yeah. How so that was like she? one. Of, she that was like one of her first roles. Yeah, which she was like so young. Freddy's Nightmares was the anthology TV show. Yeah, the TV, the Freddy like, TV show, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, okay. But yeah. she was in one that actually it was one where Freddy's actually in it too. Really? Cool. Yeah. Well, he was like the host, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the host, but he was in some of the stories. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So random because my friend Magnus, if you're listening, Magnus, thanks for letting me borrow that VHS. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's like he he was he's a collector and a completist, so he had every, every Freddy. Freddy's so nightmare. he had the Freddy Nightmares that they did release on VHS, which I don't think you can even find on DVD, can you? No, it's not. It's yeah. only available on like VHS. So yeah. he let me borrow that because we were talking about Law and Order version. and you know how awesome <laughs> it is. He's like, oh dude, she was totally he's on. Like, I got a story. Yeah, for he's you. like, I got something for you to borrow. <laughs> man. So yeah, watch this. Probably on YouTube though, man. It's crazy. You probably find it. Yeah, I love YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> good old YouTube. Everything. So that's a great topic. Awesome. Yeah, cool. that'll be fun. Um, give us a rating on iTunes and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Karma, do you have any like uh, oh, yeah, website yeah, yeah. where they could they could find your work and oh, check yeah, you yes. out? Uh, well, not check you out. But you know it. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us yeah. plug uh, yourself. So you can go to my website, uh, karmalita dot com, and K A R M A L E I G H T A. So little karma dot com, and uh, yeah, that links to all my Facebook, Instagram, and all the other social meds that you got cool. to promote yourself with. Excellent. So. Excellent. Can you still download your comic or your coloring book? Oh, yeah. I have a, a, my 2005 version of my coloring book. It's free and downloadable. Cool. Uh, it's a PDF file, so you can just print it off. Awesome. It's free. If you want to leave donations, that's always appreciated because I'm an artist and right, teacher. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have, uh, we'll have some new artwork up there soon. So Awesome. Cool. Thank well, you so much, yeah, Karma, for, for being our yeah, guest. Thanks, guys. I appreciate episode. it. Awesome. Thank you for the awesome topic as well. Yeah. Be really I'm fun. super stoked to listen to that. Yeah, so. yeah that'll be fun. Cool. Been waiting to do a horror movie for a long time. Horror. Cool. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We're available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if you want to suggest a topic, high five download podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Take care. <laughs>